Greetings and welcome to The Quest. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Greg Willits. I'll be your host for the next several hours here for our annual Spirit Drive. And we are looking at Quest Atlanta Family Strong. Family Strong, how important is that? That we're emphasizing families during this Spirit Drive. How important is it for us to lean on our families and to grow our families and help our families be centers of discipleship? And how much does the quest in Atlanta allow that to happen? Well, let me tell you, it wouldn't happen if it wasn't for people like you. We need to hear from you today. We have a huge goal, in case you haven't heard it so far, during this spirit drive. To operate a radio station is not an easy thing. And for us to be able to continue offering this amazing content in Atlanta, we need your help. And our goal this week, it's a lofty goal, but I am confident that we're going to be able to reach it with your help. 470-508-1160. That's the number that you're going to want to call today to help us to reach our goal. Now, it's going to sound crazy when you hear this, but we need to raise $200,000 this week to be able to continue these operations and not just continue these operations, but to grow the quest into Atlanta's Catholic radio station far and wide. We need to be able to continue growing. It's not just a matter of maintenance and keeping the lights on, though. That is so incredibly important. But for us to be able to reach out far and wide, to be able to truly be the evangelizers that Jesus Christ calls us to be. If you want to help, if you want to be that evangelizer, if you want to help build strong families through Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, you need to call right away. Please don't hesitate. Don't wait until the last minute. 470-508-1160. Again, you're going to hear me say that number a lot. 470-508-1160. And if you're at home or not in your car or outside the coverage area, during any time, you can always go to questatlanta.com and click on the button for Listen Live. We, we stream our broadcast 24 hours a day every day. We don't want you to miss a single moment of our spirit drive this week. You can also listen by downloading, and hopefully you've already done this. We have a free Quest Atlanta app. You can go to the App Store or to Google Play, search for Quest Atlanta, and we are just getting amazing reviews. Thank you. If you've left a review for this app, thank you for doing that. And you can listen live. You can catch up on previous shows on demand. You can send us messages and testimonials. You can donate. You can read the latest Catholic news. All that's available for download today. So we want you to be a part of the Spirit Drive. Throughout the course of this week, 470-508-1160. And let's see if we can reach at least 25% of our goal towards that, excuse me, 50% of that goal towards that $200,000 by the end of the day today. That would be amazing for us to get ahead of the game. Now, throughout the course of today, we're going to have several great guests, and I'm so excited. We're going to be speaking with Father Tim Hepburn today. We're going to be speaking with Father Neil Herlihy. We're going to be speaking with Kathleen Conklin, and I'm really excited for some of these these conversations. Diane Gooseman's going to be joining me later on, as well as throughout the course of the Spirit Drive, so many amazing guests, Scott Hahn, all sorts of priests. Lisa Brennickmeyer is going to be here. Sonia Corbett, Dr. David Anders. So excited to have a conversation with him later this week. But we want to hear from you. You are the ones who make Atlanta Catholic Radio possible. 470 508 
1160. Please give us a call right now. And before we go to our first guest today, Father Tim Hepburn, I want to make sure that I am giving a huge shout out to the Roswell Town Center Chick fil A and operator Jim Waddle. Thank you so much. Listen, this is Atlanta Catholic Radio, which means you must have Chick fil A available at any sort of spirit drive. It's it's almost like a prerequisite. You got to have Chick fil A and Coca Cola if you're going to be doing any sort of fun drive in Atlanta. Huge, huge thanks to Jim Waddle, the Chick fil A group over at Roswell Town Center. They have provided chicken biscuits throughout our pledge drive to our volunteers, everyone who's helping us out here at Quest Atlanta. Chick-fil-A Town Center, of course, located at the corner of Highway 9 and Holcomb Bridge Road. Thank you to them for making that possible for us. Now, Father Tim Hepburn is going to be joining me here. He's the pastor of St. Michael's in Gainesville and joining us today to talk about his parish, as well as vocations in Atlanta and how important Catholic media is in general for the salvation of souls. I'd really love to have you welcome, along with me, Father Tim Hepburn to the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. Father, welcome to the program. Thanks, Greg. It's been a while. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you and I got wrangled into a uh, some sort of uh, a board of uh, years ago, and I don't even remember what it was. But I remember sitting around a table and we were giving advice on something, and I don't even remember what it was anymore. <laughs> I don't either, Greg. But I remember what you're talking about that we that it in fact existed. <laughs> now, Father, you're at St. Michael's now, but you've done all sorts of things in the Atlanta Archdiocese. You were ordained in 1993. Give our listeners a little bit of, of your history in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Well, um, actually, it's, it's uh, through, through the wisdom of the bishops, I'm back in parish ministry for really the first time in 18 years. So I've been doing chaplaincies at colleges and universities and things like that. But uh, so ordained in 93, and I had... Um, Three years of parish assignment at Christ the King, the cathedral, and then in St. Joseph's in Athens as a parochial vicar. And then after three years, I was made a pastor after only three years. I think I was 29 or something like that, or 30. <laughs> and uh, so I was made, I was pastor up in Fort Oglethorpe, which is seven miles from Chattanooga, Tennessee. The last, kind of the last parish. Well, Lookout Mountain's the last parish. And then I went, to, um, after that, I went to Fayetteville to St. Gabriel. And then after that, I got on the, the, the chaplaincy track. So I was chaplain at a Catholic high school, Blessed Trinity, Catholic at Emory, or chaplain at Emory University, chaplain at Georgia Tech, took two years off to go study in Detroit, and then uh, vocations office for seven years, and now I'm in the parish again after 18 years. So what's that transition been like for you to go from that chaplaincy track and, and the studying and all those kinds of things then to, you know, again, at the very beginning, you know, three years in, you became a pastor, but then now you're back to that again. What, what was the transition like for you? Well, I feel very grateful um, that I've always liked where I've been. I've never had an assignment that I was pining to get away from. And so my first experience was sort of being shocked when the bishop saying, you know, you're, you're, you've done a good job at the vocations office. Now it's time to you, for you to get back in the parish. But, you know, it didn't take me very long to realize that um, there was wisdom in that decision. And I, I just have had the most marvelous experience coming back into parish ministry, um, partly because I, I, I don't have l- less expectations I just um, am more, I may be more patient, hmm. not not having to push my uh, 
my goals on on the parish and just sort of coming in and letting it be what it is and where it is and seeing where we need to go you know every parish it seems has its own charism i mean we're all one body we're all one church but there's certain uh, i don't want to say flavors because that makes it sound like every church is different but there's there tends to be a different charism that each parish has what would you say is that of saint michael's in gainesville uh really um it's it's really ethnic diversity it's uh St. Michael's, it's kind of strange because here we are up in northeast Georgia where uh, it's, you know, up until, you know, the last couple of decades, it's been pretty um, country up here and pretty white. Hmm. And Gainesville has um, lots of Vietnamese, lots of Hispanics, mostly from Mexico, um, lots of Africans, and lots of African-Americans. So... um, it's it's very interesting because it's like an urban environment in the country, and and you you have Spanish masses, you have Vietnamese masses, and English masses. Or did, did you learn Vietnamese for this gig? No. <laughs> um, recently, the bishop um, gave gave us a Vietnamese speaking priest to take care of the Vietnamese mass. So that's that's a treasure. Um, but up until then, we had. So we were getting the Vietnamese priests in the diocese to rotate in Sunday by Sunday. So I've I've had to um, become proficient, and I'm not I'm not uh, fluent in Spanish, but I've had to become proficient in celebrating the sacraments. Um, so I do that, but I haven't gotten to the Vietnamese yet. It's kind of a complicated language. I would imagine so. I'm Greg Willits here for the Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. We really are looking to you to help us to continue Catholic Radio and growing Catholic Radio, especially if you want to hear more of a local flair to Catholic Radio in Atlanta, conversations like what I'm having right now with Father Tim Hepburn. You know, in your parish, it remind me, I believe, years ago, at least when you were at Georgia Tech, wasn't music a big part of your ministry? Yes. I mean, in that I really think it's important for the liturgy, and and um, I think it's a powerful help for prayer. And so, yeah, it's very important to me personally. And um, as far as ministry goes, you know, once you, get, once you become the celebrant of, of the sacraments, you can't, you don't really get the chance to pop out there and do your little musical <laughs> video. <laughs> you're, you're not you're not running from the ambo over to the the choir loft no. and doing you know little ditties that for you. Well, no. It, it, with with music in general, and I find this so interesting. I mean, here on the quest, we hear so many different stories of people trying to understand their faith more deeply, and and I always tell people. We're Catholic, and from the moment that we're conceived, we're already 2,000 years behind the curve. Why is music an important part of what it is that we do, and, and how do we strive for good music in our Catholic churches? Um, you know, music is, is a, of course, a hot-button issue as far as in the liturgy. That's why but, I figured um, I'd bring it up spontaneously for you, Father, so that you would have no idea <laughs> I was going to go in this direction. <laughs> well, I think that... Um, as, as far as my, my hopes for music, is music is very, very much connected to the prayer of praise. Yeah. And the Catechism of, of the Church says that praise 
is the form of prayer that gathers all the other forms of prayer together. And um, the the general instruction of the Roman Missal says that the sacrifice of the Mass is at one and the same time the um, representation of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, but but in the context of a sacrifice of praise. Mm-hmm. So um, music is very important to lift that praise up to the Father through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And um, whatever kind of music serves that, I'm for it. And there's tons, there's lots of kinds of music that can serve that, you know, that motion of worshiping the Father through Jesus and the Spirit. Speaking right now with Father Tim Hepburn. He's the chaplain and the pastor at St. Michael in Gainesville. I'm Greg Willits here on the Quest Atlanta's Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. I want to say thanks to Rose. She's already called in this hour from St. Francis Sales Parish out in Mableton. Thanks, Rose. We appreciate hearing from you and for your generosity to the Quest today. You can join Rose and, and uh, call in and make a donation during this hour, Father 470-508-1160, as we're speaking with Father Tim. Tim Hepburn. Father, I, I, I love the fact that you spent so many years in the vocations office. Talk about the work of vocations and what how that impacted you as a priest, just working with other uh, men and women who might be looking for life in the religious life. The thing I loved the most about the, that ministry is, uh, you know, it, I didn't have huge administrative responsibilities. So it was like um, the Lord gave me a front row seat to the theater of grace. So I spent a lot of my time sitting down with young men and women, mostly young, a few older, um, talking to them about what God was doing in their life mm-hmm. and kind of trying to highlight any indicators of which direction that they're called in in their life. I, I just really, really loved it. And I formed a lot of... Um, Strong relationships that that endure, even you know, with some some men and women that went on to um, priest or seminary and to religious life, but um, some who also discerned out of of that path. Hmm. But I've remained friends with them, and um, it's just been great. It's really like God's God's fantastic, you know. God God does amazing things with His grace and forgiving sinners and healing people and. Um, I was just meeting with somebody today and telling them about, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, St. Paul lists off um, people in his church who used to be in really, you know, pretty bad lives of sin. And he says, that's what some of you used to be, but now you've been washed in the grace of Jesus. And um, just to hear people's stories of how God found them, it's really like, I just gave thanks for it every day. You know, I, I doing this kind of Catholic radio and, and raising funds for the quest, we also need to be very aware of the fact that someone's just flipping through the channels. They may not even be looking for Catholic radio. And when they hear someone talking, as you are, Father, uh, talking about the idea of grace and having a front row to the theater of grace and God doing amazing things with his grace— even still, someone might say, but I feel so alone. I feel like I don't have a connection to God. I don't know who God is. What does that mean when someone is talking about grace? How would you respond to that? Grace is a person. And it's a person who loves you. It's, and it's a God who's seeking you. That's really all that grace is. Grace is a, a fancy word for the personal presence of a person. 
And, um, you know, I would say to that person who might have just flipped onto this station that um, I flipped onto a TV channel 30-something years ago, and a preacher was saying something about how um, some Christians walk carrying a heavy weight that um, they can't find God and that they can ask for the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit will come to them in a personal way. And um, that that little intervention changed my life. And it was through it wasn't through radio, but it was through media. And, um, you know, so God was looking for me on that day, and God's looking for many people today who are listening to, to this broadcast. 470-508-1160. You're listening right now to The Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, and we need your help to continue providing great Catholic content and Catholic media, Catholic radio to the Atlanta area. We need you to call in right now, 470-508-1160. You might think that you don't have anything to give, but whether it be $5 or $10, or if you're able to, even more, if you can be one of the major sponsors of the Quest, <clears throat> we need your help right now, 470-508-1160. Father, we're, we're going to take a break in a few minutes here, but I, I do want to really hone in a little bit on that story of what you're talking about, of looking at, you know, flipping through a TV station, coming upon a preacher on TV. Was that, was that Catholic television? Was that just a, another preacher, or what, what was it that you saw? Uh, he was a Pentecostal preacher. Uh, I looked him up after, you know, after trying to figure out what God was doing in my life, because things really ramped up at that point and started um, really changing my life. And um, the main message that he gave that attracted me because at this point in my life, I wasn't really um, attending church. I wasn't going to Mass anymore, and I was in college. And uh, he said, he said, many of you who are listening to me are feeling defeated in your life, and maybe you've wanted to follow Christ, but you've just found it too hard. And um, God does not, God does not want you to only have a way of the way of suffering. He wants to, He wants you to have the way of love and life. And He said, you can, you can ask for and receive. And He said it's guaranteed in the Bible. And He's right that um, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come to you, and the Holy Spirit will cause the Lord Jesus and the sacred scriptures. And he didn't say this because he was a Pentecostal, but what ended up happening was also the sacraments and the teaching of the Church will all come to life for you in the Holy Spirit. And that's what happened. He didn't realize he was making me into a Catholic revert that day, but he was. (laughs) I keep waiting for you to tell me uh, that you were watching Deacon Alex Jones or something like that, and and the the Pentecostal that you saw actually became Catholic himself later on. But the, the, the story's not that providential, I'm guessing. No, it's not that providential. Actually, it turned out it didn't turn out well for that guy. <laughs> well, we can keep praying for him though. So, four seven zero five zero eight one one six zero. We are going to take a, break, a quick break here in a moment. But Father Tim, if you please uh, stick around for, uh, I want to continue this conversation, particularly when it comes to Catholic media and the importance of it in people's lives. You just gave a great example of how a very small intervention, an unexpected intervention with Catholic media, can transform lives, can help 
form a priest, a priest who God, through his grace, can lead to do amazing things and help other people follow into the religious life. Let's see how much money we can raise during the course of this break. Give us a call right now. We have volunteers standing by to take your call, as well as your prayer requests, 470-508-1160. Give us a call right now. Make your donation. Do not wait. AM 1160. This is The Quest. This is your Catholic radio, and this is the Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. More coming up. Hello, I'm Monsignor Joe Corbett from St. Jude Parish in Sandy Springs, and this is my favorite prayer, the Hail Mary prayer. Let us pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Quest presents Lesser Known Saints with Ken and Chuck. Tell us about St. Casimir of Poland. He was the third of 13 children born to King Casimir IV and Elizabeth of Austria. His devotion to God was prevalent at a tender young age as he displayed great holiness in all that he did, even as a child. His father once ordered him to lead an army against Hungary and, although he opposed it, out of obedience, he went. But when soldiers started deserting along the way, he too turned back. Furious with him, Kashmir's father banished him to the castle of Zoki. While there, King Kashmir IV tried to arrange a few different marriages for Kashmir, but Kashmir refused each one, which is why he is honored as a patron saint of bachelors. St. Kashmir died of lung disease at the age of 23. His feast day is celebrated on March 4th. He is also invoked as the patron saint of both Poland and Lithuania. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. AM 1160 The Quest provides Catholic content 24-7. While you'll only find us on your radio dial from dawn to dusk, you can listen live anywhere, anytime on thequestatlanta.com. I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control, and church was actually a, a burden to me. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. No, I didn't take my faith seriously, which, which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with. You can have a beautiful car, a big fancy home, but if you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there. We are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust, especially as a man. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. Thank God I'm home. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. You're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. This is Jean Lyons from the Disabilities Ministry at St. Peter Chanel in Roswell, Georgia. You're listening to Atlanta's Catholic radio station, AM 1160, The Quest. 
Hey, welcome back. This is Greg Willits. I am the founder of RosaryArmy.com. And you can also find my wife and I, <clears throat> excuse me, at our website, GregAndJennifer.com. And I'm so glad to be here with you today for the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. You can become a member of AM 1160 yourself right now. Be a part of the Quest family because we are all called to share Jesus Christ. And let us know that you can pledge prayer support, even if you can't support us financially, because we are called to be wise stewards of the gifts that God has blessed us with. And if God has blessed you with financial resources, then please be a wise steward of those and, and share those resources and help the Quest to continue to grow. But if you're someone who has a deep, deep prayer life, that too can be so beneficial to the work that we're doing. And we just ask you to please keep us in prayer. Offer up your rosaries, spend time before the Blessed Sacrament, and ask the Holy Spirit to work generously through Quest Radio in reaching out and blessing people far and wide. And just thank you so much for all of the prayers, for all of the financial support. By donating today, you are helping people to encounter Jesus Christ over the airwaves. Now, how can you donate? How can you give right now? Well, it's easy. You simply pick up your phone and give us a call at 470-508-1160. Again, that's 470-508-1160. And you can make your pledge in many different ways. You can pledge a lump sum. Uh, or with monthly deductions of $20 or $30 or $40 to join our St. Gabriel Society. This is monthly donors who pledge a certain amount per month or make a one-time annual donation of $500 or more. You are enrolled in the society, and that will provide spiritual benefits throughout the whole year, including a mass that's celebrated each month for your personal intentions. And so if you're able to join our St. Gabriel Society, we need to see if we can get as many St. Gabriel Society members this hour as possible. And just to give you an idea of the uphill challenge that we have this week, trying to raise throughout the course of this spirit drive two hundred thousand dollars to continue operations it is not a an an inexpensive endeavor to host and and have catholic radio in the atlanta area it is something that we are a fifty thousand watt station it's one year strong and it's growing thanks to listeners like you but it does require a significant amount of resources to keep this going and we need financial help we need to have the help of your prayers we need to have the help of volunteers to keep growing strong here in atlanta again that number is 470-508-1160 and i want to give a thanks to crystal who just called in and made her pledge of a hundred dollars thank you crystal we so appreciate that want to see even more of you calling in And again, our goal for today, if if the whole week we need to raise $200,000, our goal for today alone, we need to raise $50,000 today. $50,000 is leading us towards 25% of our goal for the entire week. And so far today, we've gotten off to a great start. We've raised $14,726. But we only have a few hours in each day, and so that means that every hour counts. Every hour counts for you to be able to help us to grow with Catholic Radio here in Atlanta. Now, I've been speaking uh, this hour with with Father Tim Hepburn. He is the pastor of St. Michael's Church in Gainesville. 
Father, again, thank you for being here. And, and Father, at the beginning of the hour, I, I was remiss, and I, I neglected to ask you if you would lead us in a prayer, particularly for this, this fun drive. Would you mind offering up a prayer for all of our listeners right now? I'd love to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Lord, you are the Lord of all things. You are the Lord of heaven and earth. You are also the Lord of the airways, and we ask that you send your grace upon us today, and that you would take this work into your hands, Lord, and bless it, and especially that you would bless it through um, pouring out the finances that the ministry needs to continue to grow and to spread the good news to more people. I thank you, Father, that you gave me new life through um, Christians taking the media and using it for your glory. I pray that that the Quest would be able to take this uh, this media and, and allow it to be an open avenue of grace that you can reach your people. Lord, pour out your grace upon us today as we pray and as we give generously. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Tim Hepburn, joining me here on the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. I'm Greg Willett, your host for the next several hours. Father, you had said earlier, and, and I wanna, I'm tying this into your prayer that you just said, when you said that grace is a person who is seeking you, and God does amazing things with his grace, and you had the opportunity at one point to have a front row seat to the theater of grace. And as we're praying right now for God to pour out his Holy Spirit and grace, how do we tie those things together? The idea of grace being a person who's seeking you and to pour out his grace how does someone reconcile that in their brains especially if they have like a one-bit brain buffer like i certainly do on most days where i'm trying to process these deep theological uh components and i don't have the bandwidth to be able to really do it how do i understand that i think it's important to realize that that god is not bound and god god can be personally present to more than one person at any one time, and, you know, at any one time. And um, and grace is when the persons of the Trinity come to visit people and draw them uh, into relationship, you know, into communion with that person. Uh, an example might be, like if you read the Catechism of the Catholic Church on what the Holy Spirit is doing in the liturgy, this is while people are at Mass or any of the liturgies surrounding a sacrament. And it says, uh, I can't remember the number, the catechism number, but it says that the Holy Spirit is searching the assembly, the people gathered, um, for faith. And finding that faith, the Holy Spirit joins that person to the, the mysterious action of the sacrament that's happening. And... Um, that's the same thing as drawing that person into a personal communion with the with the person. The Holy Spirit is joining the person to Jesus, especially in the Mass. And um, that's a beautiful thing about why we even um, a lot of ch- in a lot of churches people bring up the gifts of bread and wine. Hmm. Hmm. We pray we pray a prayer about um, our sacrifice, and at that point in the Mass, it's not yet the sacrifice of Jesus. It's referred to in the liturgy as the sacrifice of all Christians um, that they make in their personal lives to follow the Lord, and that those sacrifices are joined to the one true sacrifice of Jesus and made acceptable to the Father. And so that's that's really what grace is. It's this 
Um, I, I was going to say a drawing action, but one of my teachers once told me it's an invitation to a dance. Hmm. <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about what does it mean to be open to the spirit, or to use a word that Pope John Paul started to like to use is docility. What is docility? And uh, and some of the ways that he used that word, it's that the Holy Spirit is inviting us, in, like inviting us into a dance. That's, that's a beautiful and, way of looking at it. I mean, because if you're thinking about grace is an invitation to a dance, so what kind of college degree do you need to have to be able to receive grace? What? How, how much money do you need to have, Father, to receive grace? How smart do you have to be? How accomplished do you, how, you know, how, how important of a person do you have to be to receive grace? No, anyone can be invited to a dance. You know, it, it, there is no prerequisite for that. That's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, it, it, um, yeah, anyone, and that's the beautiful thing about God is God can be so simple as to be able to touch a person that has profound disabilities, you know? Mm-hmm. God can speak to that person, and God can also speak to the person who has an abundance, almost like a, you know, uh, what do you call somebody who's... Um, <laughs> seems to be overly skilled in everything and brilliant, you know, God can also speak to that person and um, really confound them even beyond what they could even comp- comprehend with their mind. So God is simple enough to be for the most simple person, and God is complex and profound enough to be there for the most um, complex and profound person. Four seven zero five zero eight one one six zero. That's the number to call right now if you want to be a part of this Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive for the Quest AM eleven sixty. Truly, we need your help to be able to continue with this endeavor, with this ministry brought forth in this Atlanta Archdiocese. Speaking right now with Father Tim Hepburn, I'm Greg Willits. I love this conversation of grace because, again, looking at our Catholic faith, there's so many different topics that we can dive more deeply into. This is what Catholic Radio allows us to do, is to have these deep dive topics that maybe we can't have in the aisles at Mass as we're leaving Mass, right? And as we're all rushing to the car, how many of us stop and say, excuse me, can we talk about how grace is an invitation to a dance and that God is not bound, you know, and he's personally present to each one of us. We don't always get the opportunity to have these, but with Catholic Radio, we feel like we're a part of a larger community. And you as a listener can make that happen by becoming a member of the Quest Atlanta family. QuestAtlanta.com is one way that you can click on the button to listen live, but we need you to call in and make a donation right now. 470-508. 1160. And we're speaking right now with Father Tim Hepburn. We're going to continue talking with him. And I do want to hear that more about the, the need for Catholic media from his perspective. But just, I want to share with you, we're going to take another quick break here in just a moment. I'll give you a sample of Catholic Answers Live. It's heard Monday through Friday here on the Quest from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Let's take a listen to Catholic Answers Live. So, Carlo. Glad to be with you here. It's great to be back with you, Cy. And so why does Jesus matter? Well, the difference that Jesus makes will depend upon who and what he is. Is he only a man or is he the God-man, God-made flesh? 
Obviously, we're going to argue for the latter, that he is the God-man, God made flesh, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, who took upon himself a human nature, as St. John tells us in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and in John 1.14, that Word of God was made flesh. If Jesus is God, as we believe, well then, all sorts of things follow from that. So, for example... Christianity itself is defined by this belief in Jesus' divinity. So if Jesus is not God, well then Christianity isn't true. And thus, we ought not to belong to it as a group unless we're just going to kind of follow it as a philosophy of life, as other world religions. But Christianity stands or falls with Jesus Christ. Secondly, it makes all his teachings true. If Jesus is God, well, then everything he taught us is true and is the fullness of God's revelation given to us. Thirdly, his birth would be the most important event in all of human history, and we would divide human history based on that historical event. Furthermore, his death, if he is God's sign, this is where we get into the spiritual dimension of things. If he is God, well, then his death opened up for us heaven, opened heaven to all human beings. For if he is only a man, well, then his death would only serve as some sort of good example that we must follow to maybe die for our friends or, you know, die for what you believe in and hold true to your principles, etc. But if he's only a man, his death had no effect on us spiritually. We would still be, as the scripture says, dead in our sins, and the beatific vision, the eternal kingdom of heaven, would be closed off to us. But because he's God, his death on the cross and self-sacrificial love opens heaven up for us. As John the Baptist said in John 1.29, Behold the Lamb of God who take away the sin of the world. So we have redemption for mankind. Mankind being reunited back to God because of the self-sacrificial act on the cross of the God-man Jesus Christ. Furthermore, Sai, if Jesus is God, it, he, he matters because he would have a claim on our lives. If he is God, well, then we owe our allegiance to him. We owe our life, our very, our lives, our very breath to him. We must bow down and, as the New Testament scripture says, proskuneo, which is the Greek word for worship. We must worship him. And finally, Sai, if he's God, he has the power to change my life. He has the power to heal me. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a new life dwelling within the soul in, in order that I can experience the joy, the peace, and the happiness that he even wills for me to experience on this side of the veil. And that was from Catholic Answers Live. You hear that here on The Quest every day at 6 p.m. And that's the kind of Catholic radio that you get to hear when you support The Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. Four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. Again, we have a huge goal to reach this hour. Today alone, we need to raise fifty thousand dollars. So far on today, today's uh, efforts have brought us over fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand two hundred eleven. We need to keep going, and any donation of any size means so much to us. And so far, again, this hour we have thanks to send out to Rose and Crystal and Tracy and Beth, who have helped us raise more money for the quest in this continuing effort of this radio station, this fifty thousand watt station. We're one year strong, and we are growing thanks to the prayers and the financial support. 
support of people like you. And truly, our goal is to bring a million souls closer to Christ. Wouldn't you like to be a part of that? Because you can be a part of that if you call in right now. Or maybe you are part of the Quest family and you want to keep the station going and growing. And truly, this is your station. Your help is changing lives. Your help is helping souls and if you're a member of this station then you are evangelizing you are improving relationships you're improving and i love this marriages and family life because think about the the theme of this spirit drive is atlanta family strong you're making that happen you are helping to reignite catholics you're giving non-catholics a safe place a true place to learn about their catholic faith and you are taking a role an active role in building up the Church of Jesus Christ, particularly in the Atlanta area. So make that donation right now. We don't ask if we don't need, but we truly do need, and so we do ask. 470-501-1160. Please don't hesitate. We need your financial assistance. We need to reach $50,000 today to keep us on track to reach our overall fund drive goals for this week. We're just over 15000 but we have a lot of work to do, and we need your help to make it happen. And perhaps you'll consider being a part of our St. Gabriel Society and becoming an ongoing monthly donor, or maybe you could be someone who makes a one-time annual donation of $500 or more to be enrolled in the Society, and we will be saying a Mass or having a Mass set, excuse me, for your personal intentions every month. Speaking Speaking with Father Timothy Hepburn, he is the pastor at St. Michael's Parish in Gainesville. Father, we keep teasing a little bit more of the story of when you were flipping through television channels and you heard a Pentecostal preacher talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Share that story in a little bit more depth. I mean, what is it that you heard that resonated so deeply with you and as an, an illustration of the need for Catholic media? Um, my context at that point in my life, I was halfway through college, and uh, was not really attending Mass anymore. Um, I still think I had some notional beliefs about Jesus being real and believing that He's the Son of God, probably even believing that uh, that Jesus was present in tabernacles in Catholic churches. But I didn't frequent that at all. I didn't pray. And uh, I was just living, you know, I almost it almost sounds trite, but I was living the college party life, and you don't you don't live that way for too long without having lots of regrets <laughs> and um, embarrassing stories. <laughs> I have and no so idea I, what you're talking about, Father. I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I went to college; I was a saint throughout it, so I can't relate to that at all. Praise God! <laughs> now I need to go to confession because I just lied to a priest on the air. Go ahead, Father. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I. I really did the mature thing, and I started to blame God. Kind of the prayer was, you know, God, if, if you would um, if you would show yourself to me in a way I could know it was really you, then I would believe, and I'd do whatever you want. But I can't point to anything in my life that that is any kind of, like, revelation that you are tr- true. And so um, that was when I... I, I actually prayed. That I it got to the point where I actually prayed a prayer without the TV on. Just I got on my knees. My parents were on a cruise. Or they were on a cruise or on a trip or something. They were not at their house. I was in their house home for summer, and uh, I was on my knees, and I prayed that prayer. 
and I sort of was waiting, like giving God one last chance, which I'm not sure I recommend that as, you know, give God ultimatums, but God, I think, saw what was in my heart was that I really wanted to know Him. And so thinking that God had sort of bypassed me in that prayer, because I didn't have a lightning bolt, I didn't fall over or anything, I just got back on the couch and turned on the TV, and I was not a I was not somebody that would go seeking religious programming, but I just happened upon this station right when the guy was saying, many of you Christians that are watching this are living defeated lives. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, God wants to God wants to help you. God wants to be there for you, help you when you don't know how to pray. And, you know, it was a, it was a very um, kind of a Pentecostal presentation, but it was just what I needed to hear. You know, what I needed was I'd had, objectively, I'd had all the sacraments, right? But I needed the sacraments to be awakened in me and to be fruitful in me. And um, so... You know, I did. He made me actually tune in the next day to watch on his channel when he was going to pray with people, and uh, so I did. <laughs> and so I tuned in and um, I prayed with the Pentecostal. I think I might have even had my my hand outstretched to the TV. <laughs> These things, when you think back of them, it's kind of embarrassing. But, but then I think you know that's just where I was, and that's the way God found me. And you know, it was from that. I won't say that uh, I had some kind of a mystical experience, but I did have uh, some kind of contemplative experience. Now, that's even more and, interesting, actually. I mean, because I think I think sometimes people want these huge, you know, the bells and smells, and they want this this huge experience and the lightning bolts and everything else. And sometimes it's just this deep knowing of Jesus yeah. in your heart. And that's where he meets us most often is in silence and is in our hearts and is in the peace of our, our daily existence. What took you then from hearing that Pentecostal on TV to going over to Catholic media and, and diving more deeply into Catholic media like the Quest? And by the way, if you do want to make a donation right now while Father Timothy Hepburn is is our guest for this hour and honor the work that he's doing and honor the vocations work and the priests that he has helped bring into the Archdiocese of Atlanta in the past as his work as vocation director for the Archdiocese, we'd love to hear from you right now before this hour ends. Make a donation in his honor or in the honor of a family member or in the honor of your own pastor who you might love. 470 470- Five zero eight one one six zero again four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty and make a donation right now. We're getting more calls as this hour is is wrapping up. We have calls from Beth and from Todd, from Kevin and Jennifer from Visitation Monastery. Hi, Visitation Monastery. Thank you for listening and supporting Quest Radio today. Ron and Therese and Maureen and more people calling in as well. We have people waiting to take your calls. If you get a busy signal, please don't stop trying to call we have people standing by and we want to hear from you today 470-508-1160 father i want to continue our conversation but real quick i want to take a break we have steph who's one of the volunteer workers here at the quest atlanta who wants to share testimonial for this hour steph 
Thank you, Greg. Yeah, I'm really excited to tell you about Todd. Todd just called in, and he's a member of St. Stephen the Martyr Parish, and he became a Catholic 18 years, I'm mean, 18 years ago, 18 months ago. He would really give me a hard time over that. <laughs> uh, 18 months ago, and he went through RCIA, and uh, he's pretty on fire for the Catholic faith. I think we should have him come in sometime and talk to us, but he loves the quest. He's been listening to us since we went on air. And his favorite programs are Father Ricardo in the mornings, and he loves El Cresta in the afternoon. So thanks, Todd, for being a new donor. He sort of bookends his days with yeah. the Quest Radio, it sounds like. Exactly. And Todd, welcome home to the Catholic Church. We're so glad that you, to have you in communion with the faith. And, and Father Timothy Hepburn, I mean, when you hear stories like that, how often have you heard stories from men who are considering becoming priests, of women who are considering the religious life, of your own parishioners, where they make similar stories as yours of, I just happen to turn on a radio station, or I just happen to see this Catholic blog, or listen to this Catholic podcast, or see this Catholic television show, and something is drawing me. Have, how often have you been witness to God using that kind of medium to draw people uh, into a closer communion with him? You know, it's one of the it's one of the ways God gives people signs in their life, and I've always uh, counseled people that you know you can't make your vocational decisions by waiting for some sign from God all the time. But once you've actually assented or said yes to His grace, you know, said fiat, whatever you want, God, it's pretty normal that God will give a person some kind of signs, and a lot of times that comes through different forms of media, mm. you know, Catholic media. You know, it's, it's so interesting because, I mean, that's something I, I know I'm guilty of that, of my wife. I'm almost hoping she's not listening right now because I'll hear about this later on that I admit this on the air. But the idea of like, okay, I think I know what God is wanting me to do. I feel like he's drawing me in this direction, but I want to be like Gideon in the book of Judges. And I'm just going to put out a fleece. You know, let's just see if this is going to be this way. Or I ask St. Therese of Lisieux, can you send me a rose to give me some confirmation of this? But it's really interesting. You just put a different little twist on that. Once you assent... God will give you signs. Will those signs be, <laughs> will he give you signs if you're going in the wrong direction as well? Yeah. I mean, that's one of St. Ignatius's rules of discernment is that it's customary when somebody's um, going from mortal sin to mortal sin for the Holy Spirit to bite their conscience and um, kind of put it obstacles in their way. Hmm. We're speaking right now with Father yeah. Tim Hepburn here on the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. I'm Greg Willits, your host for this hour and the next few hours as well. Uh, Father, you know, as we're rounding out this hour, what would you say to someone who's listening right now that is, is contemplating helping out this ministry? How is this evangelization? How is this, you know, them simply making a financial or prayerful contribution on behalf of the Quest how is that going to make a difference in this church? I mean, we see it in the news all the time. We hear these stories. We hear people saying that they're so discouraged about this thing or the other or scandals within the church. But w w what is it that you would say to motivate someone to help them to see the value of this kind of media? I would say that um, media, Christian media, and I want to say now Catholic media, um, really, I don't think was incidental to my coming to, returning to my faith. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's, that's a life or death thing. 
you know, it can be a life or death thing for people. And so, um, but, you know, I also want to say that after, um, after I had this wonderful experience of the Lord kind of intervening in my life and drawing me back, I listened to the radio, to Christian radio, every day, hmm. talk shows and different things. And in those days, there was not any Catholic presence on the radio. EWTN hadn't uh, um, launched their things yet, and uh, there wasn't a Catholic presence. So I was listening to uh, some teaching, which was kind of wrong, you know, not kind of. Some of it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I, I was thirsty, and there's so many thirsty people out there that um, could be listening to teaching that comes from the truth of our faith. You know, I'm a cradle Catholic myself, and, and I remember, uh, even though I was raised in the faith, like you, I went to college, and I did a lot of stupid things, and not necessarily proud of it, and then years later, I get married, and I have a couple of kids, and I'm working in the IT industry at that point. I remember back in the summer of 2000, or 2002, maybe, I was sitting in this small little cubicle at my office, and... I didn't have anything to really help me kind of get through the day until I actually went online. And even back then, back in 2002, you could stream EWTN Catholic Radio over the internet. And it was all sound like you were listening through a tin can back then. But to be able to do that and have that in my ears throughout the course of the day, that comfort, that presence, that ongoing accompaniment, because that's truly what Catholic radio can be for people is that accompaniment. When you can't always have, you know, your priest on call or always have people at your parish that you can hang out with. I think so often that I hear people say that listening to some of the speakers and some of the hosts on Catholic radio, they're like their friends and they're, they're, they're people that they sit with. With at church every week. So, Father, I, I just have to say a huge thanks. I, I so enjoyed hearing your stories today, and particularly, I, I want to thank you personally. The things that you said about grace were very beneficial to me personally. It, it, it hit areas that I have been struggling with, um, that I've been reaching out in my daily prayer to God, asking maybe not not necessarily for grace, but you gave me a little bit of clarity uh, for what I'm going to be praying about in my own life in these next few days. And so again, you just never know what you're going to get. I didn't expect to come in this hour, have you on with me and have this conversation and, and for me to walk away feeling like I got something. I, I've now I feel like I need to make a donation to the quest now because I'm the one who benefited from this hour. So, Father Tim Hepburn, thank you so much for being my guest on, on this hour of, of the Spirit Drive. Well, may God bless you and on all the listeners, and may the Lord make fruitful all the efforts that are going from making this uh, station really really shine forth for God. Thank you, Father. Appreciate that so much. You can see the website for St. Michael in Gainesville at stmichael.cc. That's how you can find out more. Again, please don't stop calling. We need to hear from you. The phone number is 470-508-1160. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to be speaking with Kathleen Conklin. She herself, she is going to be able to give testimony to vocations herself, to speaking about building a vocation culture within the home and within parishes i'm so looking forward to speaking with her have to give a thanks to rosella therese ron visitation monastery we'll give you an update on our spirit drive where we're at and raising funds here at the top of the next hour again my name is greg willits i am your host for the next few hours here on the spirit drive for the quest 470-508-1160 give us a call make your donation right now